Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And today, my friends, I'm going deep on slightly different topics that all kind of blend into the same. Uh, one of the first is finishing up on an email that I didn't get to finish up on yesterday. And what we only got to cover was this gentleman's feeling of quiet desperation. And he had listed out for us in very clear format how he felt like his life was miserable, right? And so we didn't get into the second half of the email, which was his real question, so to speak. Uh, the first part was definition of how miserable his life was. We are going to come back to the how miserable the life was question, though. Right now, I want to go on and I want to cover the end of the email where it says, uh, I'm apprehensive about getting into a program because I know there's so many scams out there headed up by very good salespeople. I'm in no way insinuating lifestyles as a scam. I guess I just look for, I'm looking for proof or maybe a piece of mind to help me push over the edge into success. So what this guy is espousing right here is fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And the unfortunate problem for him is that there are many, many scams out there. When I started Lifestyles Unlimited 35 years ago, I said, you know, I've seen all these guys, I'll just give you a couple names, Dave Delgado, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron LeGrand, Carlin Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki, Donald, even Donald Trump had a seminar program. Uh, and But Donald's came way after mine. But Donald put his name to a seminar program and actually got sued and paid $50 million for the complainants to go away. So that shows you that the program actually didn't do anything, didn't do what it promised to do. And Donald was willing to pay $50 million to make the complainants go away. I saw that and I said, wouldn't it be nice if somebody could put together a program where there was actually people to help you? And then if you sign up, and at the time there was me, and then later I brought additional people on, and they were all, interestingly, for 34 years, all the mentors and consultants I've ever brought on uh, worked within the program. They had come through the program, been successful themselves to be a mentor. Now, I did hire some consultants that were property management supervisors from large management companies to help people to operate their properties because I just didn't have the time to do that. And I need people that are really good at that. So we do have those types of people there helping you also, right? Uh, which are, we call them consultants. And then the people that have actually become wealthy through the program, we call mentors. Now, this gentleman has no way of knowing all that. Uh, he's just seeing from the outside. They all look the same. They all sound the same from the outside. So he's right. If you could get an inside glimpse of what they're like, it would be a lot. Uh, it would give you a lot of confidence, a lot more confidence, or it would allow you to see behind the curtain. You know, what what's going on behind the curtain is always something somebody would want to know. And he goes on, he says, I know there's no magic wand or even get rich quick path, but I feel I would be, be aggressive in building a new life. 
uh, but I feel I would be aggressive in building a new life. I don't even know what I'm looking for from you in this email. I can imagine you've come across many people like me in your journey through this life. Is there some advice you can give them and me that could, you could impart on me to help me build courage? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I have come across pretty much tens of thousands of people just like you. And you say, well, how do you build courage? And this leads into another segment that I want to do today about fear and about how to overcome fear. I think that uh, it's, it's a big factor that fear is false evidence appearing real. You don't really know what's out there, so you're fearful of it. How do you build courage? To me, the short answer is basically you have to go out there and you have to find uh, some part of it, some beginning part that you can do to get some positive results. And I'm going to discuss that later on today also about how you build up the courage, you build up the, the strength to do these things, like building muscles type of thing. Um, he said, thank you for taking this email. this email. It was just something I had to do to get it on paper. And I totally understand that. I totally understand that. So let's, let's talk about these issues today because I think they're all relevant issues. Let's start with um, fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's one of those things that we all have to some degree. But some people are hardwired as what I call type A personalities, and some people are hardwired as type B personalities. And a type A personality is hardwired to not fear the unknown. In fact, the unknown is exciting to them, and they will go crashing into things just to find out what's on the other side. I look at things and go, I'd really like to know what's on the other side of the door, but what I'd like to do is go up and knock (laughs) and have them open the door. I'd like to peek in the door, and then if I could, I'd like to have somebody come through the door in front of me and see that he didn't get shot. Now, that's a much more conservative way to grow, right? But the reality is if fear is false evidence appearing real, what we need is some real evidence, And you got to go open the door. You got to stick your toe in the door. You got to look around. You got to look for somebody who's been in and out of the door and go, hey, you've been in and out of the door. Tell me what's on the other side of the door. What do I need to look out for? Well, hey, you can go over there, man, get all kinds of great stuff, but don't kiss the devil because the devil will take you down. And so there's the devil to do and the devil to don't. And type B's want to know what to watch out for. But fear. Your deepest fear is held up by failure. Ever since you were little, they're telling you to become part of the normal group of people and that standing out was a bad thing. Sticking out in any way was a bad thing. That's your whole life you've been told that. You're told it from your teachers. You were told it from your parents. Sit down, shut up. You should be seen, not heard, blah, blah, blah. On and on and on and on in life, people tried to put you in your place and keep you in your place. And so that in itself creates a base level of fear. Um, it, it, it occurs at many, many different levels, and it occurs over and over and over again when you're young. One of the things that t- changed my life forever, probably the cha- thing to change my life forever, is, was I was a little fat kid. And I found this guy named Bruce Randall, who was 400 pounds and decided to 
start trying to become Mr. Universe. And so he dieted and exercised and went from 400 pounds down to 225 pounds and became Mr. Universe. I bought that book. I read exactly what he did. And I did exactly what he did. I copied it. And within no time at all, I mean a year, year and a half, I was the strongest kid in the state. I was in perfect condition. I was a bodybuilder at age 14, which was ridiculous. And by 18, I was the strongest kid in the state. What that did was it let me see that it was, if you have a model, if you can see where you're going, right? If you see where you're going, you can get there. But you have to see where you're going. It's not as much motivation as it is inspiration, having something to see. There was, a, I read a um, book one time about motivation and it said, look, if you stand at the side of a, of a big field filled with snow and you try to rock, walk across to the other side, walk, just walk in a straight line and you look back, you'll see you wandering all over the place. So, but if you focus on one tree, one tree only across the way and you walk straight to that tree, you'll find your, your path is pretty clear. So most people, we're just wandering generalities. We don't really know what we are, who we are, or what we're capable of. We just know that we've been told to find a lane, whatever lane you want to get into, and stick in your lane and don't step outside of it. So now you wake up at 40 years of age, and it doesn't matter. It hit me at 30 because I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week, so it built up much quicker inside of me. But you work in a normal life, hit about 40 and go, wait a minute. If I add this all up, if I look at the amount that I'm saving, if I'm trying to get there by following this path that they've put me on, I'm not going to get there. It doesn't add up. And you're old enough now and you've got, you've worked since 20, so 20 to 40. You get 20 years behind you and you know there's 20 years ahead of you. You're halfway and you go, it's not going to work. The system is wrong. And or a better way to say it is the system's ineffective. It will not get you where you want to go. You're wandering around in circles. One day the stock market's up, the next day the stock market's down. Right? One day you can save money, the next day your car breaks down, your kids get sick, there's an operation your wife needs, and you can't save any more money. And so the whole system itself doesn't work. And as soon as you know that, you're where this gentleman is in this email. The pain is overwhelming because you know you're now realizing you're living a life of quiet desperation. It's not going to get better. You are where you are. Now, I'm going to come back to that in a minute, in another segment, and we're going to talk about what gets in the way of a great life. And what you, unbeknownst to you, is it's a good life. In other words, if you are got a good life, you don't want to risk it to get a great life. But if you go one step further down, if you have an okay, if you have a good life, right, or if you have an okay life, you don't want to risk losing the okay life to try to get a good one. So you won't even try to make that step. And some people who live in life of just disgusting poverty, they won't even try to get out of that because the devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. Living in a war zone of gang wars and drugs and, you know, but, but it's my family. It's the people I know. And you won't leave. 
when simply leaving that environment could change your life radically. But you won't. So this fear of the unknown is so powerful it keeps people from taking action. And so the gentleman writes the email to me saying, look, tell me, how do I break that fear? And I would suggest to you the only thing that breaks fear is information. You've got to go get some information. And maybe you have to follow up four or five or six leads, maybe 10 or 12. Maybe you go in there and find out two or three things that you go to look at are scams. But go look at them. And when you look at them, take it slow. Take it step by step. Figure it out. See if it's real. Now, I'm going to cover another thing. And that is a lot of the people that are in this boat are type A's that have failed multiple times. They've gone and tried four, five, six, eight different things, and they've all failed. They tried them, but they never learned to do them correctly. Some of them were scams, but some of them were actually effective tools. But they never bothered to learn the tools. They just ran in the door, screaming and yelling with excitement, and then created a blunder. Now, what I found in life is that if people get married, many, many, many times, a very high percentage of the time, a type A will be attracted to a B. Because the B can keep their life together for them as they go out challenging the world with their insanity. And the A out there challenging the world needs the B to hold everything together. The B, on the other hand, has no excitement in their life whatsoever. That'd be me. And so we marry A's that bring all the excitement and all the challenge to our lives. And so if we didn't have that, we would just be just the most boring, unhappy people in the whole world. And type B's are unhappy until they get a type A in their life. So let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about how to use that tool to change your life right now. We'll be right back with the Del Wompley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. What is Del Wamsley, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, up to in today's market? I'm out there right now looking and buying everything I can get my hands on for a better deal. A better deal than what I could get it for a week before. And I'll just keep buying. I did that back in 2008. I bought a property worth $35,000 a door. I bought it for $26,000 a door. Next month or so, I bought the same age property and I bought it for like $19,000 a door. But by buying at 26 when they were getting killed from 35 down to 26, buying at 26, let the broker know I was a buyer in a downward spiraling market. And so from that point on, I bought three or four more. I can't remember exactly. I, mean, I think it was four more I bought from there. And the brokers were just bringing them to me. Go, look, you seem to be the only guy buying right now. Are you ready to take advantage of the wave of opportunity coming to those who know what they're doing? Join us for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. 
You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing how to overcome fear, how to overcome mistakes you make in life, how to end up getting over living that life of quiet desperation. And we're covering the fact that most people, what gets in the way of a great life is a good life, or what gets in the way of the good life is the okay life. And we're trying to teach you how to overcome those because most people get stuck at whatever level they are because of failure. Yes, fear is created by failure. Failure at any one thing can crush your belief in yourself on every other thing you ever try to do. So you try a diet, it fails, you're a failure. You know you're a failure, your spouse knows you're a failure. You tried to go out and make some money in a stock market day trading thing, it failed. You failed at it or the system doesn't work, either the system is wrong or you didn't use the system right and you failed and so now you know you're a failure, your spouse knows you're a failure. Fear comes out of failure. If everything you did was a win, you would not fear trying new things. But that's the problem. You have failed. And it's even more acerbated if you're married, because now you've got a spouse that has seen you fail. So I'm going to share with you the secret as a family on how to overcome that. If you use this secret, and then I call it a secret, it's really, really, it's just a fact. It works. I've shared it with people for 30 years, and it has worked to change families' lives completely that never would have changed if they hadn't learned how to use this little technique. And here's what it is. Type A's, you know you're the only one's going to come up with any good ideas because you're out there looking. You're the only one looking. The B isn't looking. The B has their nose to the grindstone. And when I say B, I mean type B personality. We get up every day and we do what we need to do. We have a little checklist, we get it done, whether it's a mental checklist or a written down checklist, but we get done and we do the things that appear to be most important for stability. Type A's, that checklist just gets lost. They're out there looking for new things, exciting things, fun things, growth things, get rich things. That's what they do. They're looking for life, enjoyment, excitement, success. And type B's are looking at them like, God, I wish you would just get on this checklist with me and get some stuff done. But here's what needs to happen. Type A's and type B's, listen carefully. B, you need to tell your type A what you actually want out of them. I want this. Now, if you can find that, I'll be interested. Tell them what you really want to find, right? Tell them what you really would want as a dream because your type A will find it for you. And type A's, what you need to do is you need to realize that you don't have the capacity to rationally analyze things in a, in a way that creates safety and overcomes fear. So what you need to do is you need to go back to your type B spouse, whatever it is, and say to your type B spouse, look, I found something extremely exciting I think would benefit us greatly, but you know as well as I do, my ability to analyze that is probably hindered by my enthusiasm and excitement for it at this moment. What I need from you as a type B in my life, and you don't have to say type B, what I need from you as the spouse in this relationship that is solid and analytical, I need you to come with me to this event. I need you to look into this with me. I need you to point out the glaring, glaring errors and mistakes and any scams that you see so that as I go at it, 
as I tiptoe into this thing and keep digging for more information, you can help me analyze it. Now, I'm telling you what happened. Type Bs, when you grab them and take them to something like that, will immediately pull the scam, pick up on the scam, read through it, and say, yeah, yeah, I, I get it, this bit isn't going to work. This, here's what's wrong with this. And Type A's don't want to hear that, but they would rather hear it than not have your involvement. I guarantee you, Bs. Go with them and look at their scam. But what happens is when a type A finds something that's not a scam and a type B gets in there and is analytically breaking it down and tearing it apart and they find that it is real, all of a sudden you can't stop that type B. That's what's happened at Lifestyles Unlimited for 35 years. People show up with their spouse, they sit there with their arms crossed, their legs crossed, with a scowl on their face, and then 30 minutes to an hour into it, they're like excited. It's amazing because the seminar is based on type B analytical ideas, and the Bs pick up on that very quickly, and the type A's get excited that the Bs even paying attention. For the first time, now you have an unbeatable duel. I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, I used to live in a 5,000-square-foot, beautiful home right in the best part of town, right where all the partying was when I was a single male. And as a single male, 5,000-square-foot home is a pretty nice home. It was brand new, built by the builder. I bought it from the builder. He lived there, so it had a lot of extras. I was really proud of the home. Wasn't ever going to leave. It was the best part of town. Beautiful home, bigger than I needed, larger than I needed. My now wife realized that my ex-girlfriends had lived in this house with me. And so there was a problem called DNA in the house. And then it was acerbated by the fact that one of my ex-girlfriends got married and moved right down the street from me because it was the best part of town to live in as young couples. And so my wife said, we got to go. And I said, well, the only way I'm going to move is what I really need is a garage. I have a three-car garage. I have three cars. I got no room for my shop, for my tools, for a gym, for anything I really want. I need an eight-car garage. If you find me a house with an eight-car garage, I'll look at it. Not saying I'll buy it, but I'll look at it. And so she proceeds to find houses that have eight-car garages or better. And then one day she comes to me, and we looked at a bunch of different things. We're nice. She came to me and brought me a house that was... 16,000 square feet, had a 20-car garage. It was on two and a half acres on the top of a hill inside a gated community. It was the highest house in the neighborhood, and it looked like it was the country club. When we went to look at it, I thought it was the country club. What got me to buy it was the guy who had built it was a 30-year-old who got caught cheating on his wife six months into their marriage, and so the wife divorced him and took everything he had, and he had to get rid of the house. So I bought a $5 million home for two point four million dollars. But to this day, I give the credit to my wife that we wouldn't have lived here for the last 10 years if she hadn't have found the deal. The quality of my life was radically changed by this adventure of my wife. This last segment, I want to cover one of my sayings. First of all, we're going to the Dell's three rules of success. Rule number one is don't lose money. Okay. I'm not going to go into that today. I can do an hour on that. Rule number two is there must be cash flow. In other words, you're never going to re be able to retire and replace your income until you have passive streams of income. That's all there is to it. Um, you're not going to do it by saving and putting money in the stock market, 401k, IRAs, anything like that. Accumulating money isn't going to retire you. You need to replace your earned income with cash flow of some kind. That's all that's ever going to get you where you want to be. So when I started, I started with single family houses and I purchased enough to be able to replace my income. But Somewhere in there, later on down the line, I came up with rule number three, and that was you can't get rich slow. Now, let me explain to you what I meant 
buy that. I started out buying single-family houses. The first nine houses I bought were single-family. And then after that, I started buying duplexes. And I bought five duplexes. And then I bought 15 duplexes in the next group of properties I bought. What I found was is that one at a time, buying single-family houses is a good way to get started. It's a good way to learn the business. Uh, It's a good way to create capital gains and cash flow. But it's not going to make you rich. And you need to grow faster than that. And that doesn't necessarily mean skipping that step, but it could. So I realized that early on that if I just kept buying single family houses, I was, you know, at the time we were only getting $200 a month positive cash flow. So, uh, you know, I had as much as two, three, 400 most, but let's just say 200 piece. So times nine houses, I had $1,800 a month positive cash flow. That wasn't going to retire me, not quickly enough. Now it could have, but it didn't. So now what I decided to do was go out there and buy groups of houses. And I picked up this uh, five duplexes that were like, um, I think they made two, they made $500 a month each cash flow minus the mortgage came out to about $200 a month. Um, let's see, it's 10 units, 2000 a month. Yeah, it was 2000 a month uh, that I was making. And then I bought another set of 15. But the way I bought them was I started accumulating partners on deals. So I went out and bought 11 houses with one partner all at one time. So we bought 11 houses together as a group. And then he and I went ahead and bought a couple fourplexes together. Then another partner came along and bought these five duplexes with me. Another partner came along and bought uh, 15 duplexes with me. In fact, it was the same partner that bought the five duplexes. So these people were really happy with the amount of money we were making from the deals we did. So they kept putting more money into my next deal, my next deal, my next deal. Had another lady came along and she invested in uh, four fourplexes with me. Um, Then we bought a... um, 45 townhouses all in one group, and I had a bunch of people invest in that deal with me. I bought it in like four different segments and brought partners in on each one of those and brought that together. And all of a sudden, I woke up, I had 106 houses. Now, because I had to give some of the cash flow away to my partners for putting up the money, and I gave them 75% of the cash flow, I took 25%, and then I took 100% of my share, whatever money I put into the deal, I took 100% of that cash flow. So we split the cash flow up amongst the partners, but off the top, I'd take 25% right off the top for doing the deal. All that said, when I got to this 106 houses, I was making about $10,000 a month of positive cash flow, and it was tax-free. Now, I want you to think about this. When I worked in corporate America, I made $70,000 a year. After I paid taxes, insurance, medical costs, blah, 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 I only took home $3,500 a month. Now I'm taking home $10,000 a month tax-free, virtually three times as much as I was making working in corporate America. So in my brain, do you think I was rich? And the answer to that was absolutely I did. Until one day I read a book that said, unless you make $40,000 a month, you're not even beginning to be wealthy, let alone rich. And the other thing it made me realize was is that I didn't have a lot of cash in the bank, 40000 50000 60000 I don't know how much it was, but it wasn't a lot. So I knew, I realized that I wasn't really rich. And then all of a sudden, one day, I sold a large group of houses, some package, and I took the money and I said, I'm going to buy into something on my own. And I started buying into deals on my own. And I started saying, anything I have out there where I can move up and buy more of it as an owner or make more money, larger amounts of money per deal, I'm going to force myself to get out of the small stuff and move into the larger stuff so that I can make exponentially more money than what I was making. And this is what I meant is you can't get you can't get rich slow. This is what I meant when I said you can't get rich slow. It is simply you have to grow exponentially. And one day I sold a deal 
and I walked away with a million dollars cash. Check. And there it was. I was now actually rich. That, my friend, is what the rule means. What it doesn't mean is go try to get into a deal as fast as you can without thinking about it. Have a great day and remember this, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.